Welcome to episode 95 of the Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have some fun. And if you're looking to have fun, why are you a Kraken fan right now? Along with you, we'll try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL in the Kraken reaction. Has Dave Haxtell lost the locker room? And about a trillion other questions. Turbo's back. That was great for about a period. And then totally lost the luster on that one. NHL news. Which Kraken player said F Canada earlier this week? Kind of funny. Swedish series. What is that? I'm pumped about it. It's non-Kraken involved. So, like, that'll be cool to watch. No dumb questions. Why are some penalties delayed? That's important to understand that because we're getting so many penalties called against us right now because of dumb shit. And in our three stars of the week, we will talk about things that Joey and I did outside of hockey this week and things that we actually enjoyed, uh, which we're starting to concentrate more on, things outside of hockey. Let's get to it. Episode 95 of The Kraken Pod. Are you ready? Let's go. What is up? My name is Jeff Janusic. This is my friend and co-host. Joey Cirillo. Who just said, uh, before we started recording, he said, uh, this fucking team, is that correct? This fucking team. And you and then said, I said, save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. So here we are. How are you? I mean, I'm doing as good as I can for staying up, you know, late watching and taking notes and doing all things Seattle crack and just to watch this team shit to bed again. So, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, you got an appointment later on here and uh, yes. we got to kind of get through this uh, podcast episode today, mm-hmm. but we, we should be able to accomplish a lot by talking about this team. Um, it's rainy and gloomy, very Seattle-esque weather right now in um, Louisiana where we are. It's just, just kind of like a constant drizzle. It's gray skies. Did you where we were for a second? I kind of did. Yeah. yeah. I, like, <laughs> well, I grew up in Michigan. This is like, this is like a Michigan, Michigan winter is, is just cloudy. Right. And there's sometimes there's snow and sometimes there's not, but it's mostly just cloudy. So it's kind of channeling back to my depressed youth. And, and that brings us to another thing that will get you depressed. Seattle Kraken hockey. Let's get to your Kraken reaction. Here it is. So yeah, this is this is tough. This is tough to watch right now. This team can't figure out who they are, can't figure out a lot of things. And you know, as uh, the podcast that I think represents um, fans outside of Seattle, right, watching in other parts of the country, we're in Central Time. Mm-hmm. So you know, we're not in Eastern Time. Thank thank God, because <laughs> justifying staying up and starting a game at ten o'clock at night to watch this team right now is very tough. It's tough. And I don't know the, the game last night, we're recording this on Tuesday, November 14th, the game last night against the avalanche. Um, it was the tale of three teams, right? And we'll, we'll break it down. But like the first period, wow, that was great. Great effort. Although, you know, they started to show a different team in the last couple of minutes when the abs scored the game tying goal there. And then the second period was, um, you know, okay, good fight. Okay, we got something going on here. Like, there's still, but obviously, you could see it. You could see the wheels coming off. Like, they just couldn't keep up. 
And also the abs changed their game up on us. And we'll talk about that a little bit. And then in the third period, it was just wheels off. What's going on? Everybody's mad. Vince Dunn's getting kicked out of the game. Just like people are pissed. Kraken players, coaches, everyone's angry. And that's kind of where we are right now. Excuse me. See, I'm like, I'm just like coughing up like crack, vile Kraken phlegm. Like I'm just like going through, you know, something right now with this team. It's yeah, physically little, having an effect on me. You see me a little off of a little off of it this morning. I'm not sure what's going on with you. I'm trying to trying to peg it. Do you want to go? You want to go back in time and start off on a positive note with with the the first game against the the Avalanche? Then we can break down what the hell's going on with the Seattle Kraken right now. Yeah, that that vibe was great. Let's start back to last week against the Avs, and and it, I think I tweeted something along the lines of like, man, I wish we could play the Avalanche every single game because the Kraken always put together an awesome effort. And I think even after the game, Dave Haxel said, this was our most complete effort of the season so far. So let's break yeah. that wind down. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, the, the Seattle Kraken, they have lost, you know, two out of their last three games. They've lost two in a row. But, the, you know, last Thursday, um, you know, the Kraken got the win against Colorado 4-3. to three. And the game started off on a, on a note that I really enjoyed because, well, I didn't enjoy the play. And the play was, Father Canner getting absolutely smashed by O'Connor. <laughs> and what I liked about what I liked about it though is Edzo on the broadcast flat out called out the team for not allowing their best goal scorer, not statistically, but you know, you can say skill set wise, uh, their best goal scorer to get lit up on the ice and how someone needs to answer the bell and this team needs to step up. And I really liked Edzo saying that during the broadcast. The fourth line was buzzing. This is the game that we had Shore, Winterton, and Wright on the line. Uh, we had the injury to Eberly. He had the laceration to his leg during practice from a skate. By the way, he was actually uh, practicing uh, last night, uh, but did not suit up against Colorado at home. But he's got the no-contact jersey on, and we have Turbo coming back, And but we'll talk about that later. So it's just good to see that Eberly, it wasn't as serious um, as it could have been. That's a very scary situation. Uh, Schwartz, uh, another freaking goal, man. That that was a goal for him, uh, which I just said. Now I'm repeating myself. It's early in the morning. I'm still waking up. It's weird vibes here. Uh, he had a, has a point in an eight game straight that ties for a career high. Uh, Bjorkstrand, Bolt, dude, Bjorkstrand. I don't know what's going on. Like something about him and Ball Arena. And I was talking about this in Crack and Pod after dark. Whatever we need to do to get Bjorkstrand playing at home, like he plays in Denver. We need to get this going because he ends up scoring the game winner with 31 seconds left and saves the Seattle Kraken from going into overtime because we had the lead. Matty beers for Beneers gets his first goal off the season. He gets the monkey off his back. He can play a little bit looser and hopefully start getting back to form like he was last year. But again, like the Seattle Kraken allowed the Avalanche to come back. Uh, McKinnon and Taze, they end up tying the game at 3-3 with 7.45 left. And we're like, here we go. We're going to go to another freaking overtime, which is going to lead to a shootout. And we know exactly how this plays out. But fortunately, Bjorkstrand saves the freaking team with 31 seconds left in the game, puts one in the back of the net. And it was just a game where I'm just like, holy crap, this is fantastic. Like the Seattle Kraken never gave up. Yes, they had the lead, and they ended up letting uh, the game be tied. But overall, you could not be happier with the result of this game. And afterwards, you and I were talking about this because you were like, hey, you know, are you – because last episode we talked about me having a panic button date, and that date is November 24th because I think by that point in the season, we've had enough of a sample size in order for me to determine, like, who this team is. It's not because they're playing against Vancouver on that date. It's because, like, I, we, we should just know by then. 
And you said, after this win, not trying to get caught up in the moment too much, but you're like, are you going to change the date? Are you going to remove it? I'm like, no, because my biggest thing for the Seattle Kraken has been about consistency and their ability to build off of these wins and take it for momentum moving forward. And we'll talk about the next two games here in a second, but like that's been my biggest concern. That concern is still there, but for the moment, for the time being, this game was fantastic. So I want to bounce around a little bit here uh, to, oh, yeah. to these different games because I because I think there's an overall theme here that we have to ask is like you know what's going on and we got to start I think at the at the top with with Dave Haxtell has Dave Haxtell lost the locker room so you know you you go to that first period uh, uh, in that game where the the Kraken beat the Avalanche and you talk about Jared McCann getting slammed and you talk about Edzo calling the team out right yes. Flash forward to last night's game, the game at Climate Pledge against yes. the Avalanche. And what happens in the first is you've got Big Rig going toe-to-toe. He got his ass kicked in the fight, but <laughs> not really. He's so big, it's like you're punching a mountain. So, like, he got slammed in the – you know, he, he he lost the fight. I mean, he did. He couldn't get his hand loose. But Did he even throw is, a punch? No, because he got tied up, like – Okay. I forgot what I forgot the dude who I forgot his name, the guy he fought. I mean, that's why I'm not referencing him. I'm like, like watching the fight, and I'm like, is this even a fight? I mean, at some point, it, Big Rig has to throw a punch for it to count as a fight, right? It's just kind of like just hugging the guy. He couldn't. If you watch, is the guy just got like he got he jockeyed in, and when they agreed to fight, mm-hmm. and they said let's go, and they started doing it, he just immediately got like the advantage by uh, being able to hold his punching arm down and. Big Rig was trying his best to like just hold on to that guy. And this guy had his punching arm free. So it was all uh, strategy that this guy just got the advantage at the beginning because Big Rig was is like three inches taller than him and 20 pounds heavier than him. And that's Which, what was funny is like he got he got his ass kicked, but like he just kind of, you know, laissez-faire skated off the ice like okay whatever like that's how big big rig is which is awesome it's just yeah i I think that part of it is awesome but it's also frustrating i know we're bouncing around a little bit here now but it's frustrating for me because i'm like this is why this team is soft this is why no one is scared of us even our biggest guy like this is ridiculous but hold on but here's what here's but in that instance this is why the first period was great last night and the tale of multiple teams is like that got the team fired up that got turbo uh, to get out there and score that that first goal of the game, the energy there was awesome. Like they they, I think they answered the call there. They they stood up. They were tough there, which I, I appreciated seeing. I think it was great. Um, so like that was that was fantastic. So they they flashed back to that that uh, game against the Avalanche last week, right? Where they played hard the entire game. But like w- my question is like, what's going on? What happened through the rest of the night there? There's so many things, and I say this all the time, that we don't know about any team whatsoever in professional sports. What goes on in the locker room? What happened? You know, losing the team. We are uncharacteristically seeing Dave Haxtell say shit in post games. And and last night he basically was, you know, bitching about the team not shooting the puck. So there's something going on behind the scenes. And it is fair to say, has Dave Haxtell lost the room? So, like, the game plan last night was get out there and muck shit up and, and make these guys pay and be physical, and that happened in the first. Well, uh, again, we'll talk about the rest of the games here, but what shifted What shifted in the second period, and I need to find this guy. I need to find this uh, uh, dude who tweeted this because he totally tweeted this perfectly. The Avalanche 
change their game on the fly. A fast-moving transition game, passing the puck, making plays, it wasn't working against the Kraken. What did they do in the middle of the second period that changed the game? They dumped and chased. And I'm going to find this guy uh, in a second to give him credit because he, he perfectly summed this up. They dumped and chased, and that's what changed the game. That's what screwed up the game plan for the Kraken. They could not adjust. They were ready for a fast-moving, you know, high-skilled transition team. Well, guess what? When they just started to, like, dump the puck in and go bang the boards and just slam into dudes, the Kraken got gassed, and they couldn't keep up. And that's what happened. Their energy was was destroyed, and all the, the Avalanches did was just physically just, let's throw the puck in. Go, go get it, guys. We'll out-muscle these guys. We don't need skill. We just got to out-muscle them, make them tired. And that's exactly what worked. So, you know, my question, though, is, you know, we just talked about the Avalanche game from last week. My question is what happened with the Edmonton Oilers, who are, are have an energy boost, right, uh, after the Oilers played the Kraken on Saturday. They made a coaching change, right? The Oilers did. Yes. Uh, they had to shake some shit up. And even after that win. But, like, my question is, and what I said was, this is a must-win game for the Oilers like they must win that game the Kraken should win that game and the passion and the energy of the Oilers came through like dude we've got to win this game just to like stay afloat so what's going on with the Seattle Kraken team the only thing I'm going to say is this and I'm sorry I'll I'll let you you know kind of go through the 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 breakdown of those games it's all right man it's a it's a it's we're we're in a weird place this with this morning it's fine so last year, October, we ended October like four, four and two, like something uh-huh. like that, right? Yes. So uh, currently, like we ended, we ended October three, five and two this year. Yeah. So like, it seems really bad, and it is. There's a lot of shit going on. There's some stuff going on that we got to figure out. There's yeah. been some light. There's been some hope. It's just they have to figure this out over the next thirty days. I think your panic button date is a little too soon disagree um but at the same time like it's more of like a sustained panic for me not like a oh my god freak out it's more of like okay all right i'm not feeling good about this we got to fix this sort of thing so long story short is something's up something's not right with the team obviously we can say injuries obviously we can say a few other things too but there's something energy wise not right with the team that they have to try and fix and i don't know how they do that but also i'm not paid millions of dollars to figure that out so I mean, shit, they can bring us on as consultants and give us like six figures. We'll be good with that. No, man, it's not even like a, oh my God, you know, panic button, freak out mode, fire sale for me. Um, I don't think the date is too soon at all. Um, I think this team is showing us exactly who they are this year. And, you know, we're getting more and more of a sample size of exactly who the Seattle Kraken are in 2023 and 2024. And it's, they're not a good team. They're not a good team. They have, they have no, you know, they have no identity. Um, it's, it's a, it's a Jekyll and Hyde situation where it's like, you know, last year, you know, a lot of games when we did the upcoming, you know, game previews, uh, we would look ahead at the calendar and we'd break down, you know, the next, you know, the, the next week coming up and we talk about those matchups. I have no fucking idea what to expect of the Seattle Kraken anymore. I just don't like, I don't know what's going to happen. All I can all I can do is just try to figure out by a game by game basis of what this team is trying. And I feel like that's how they're out. That's how they're skating. And, that, and that's a problem. And you and I talked about this last week as well. Um, and, and I like what you said about how Edmonton needs to win this game and we should win this game. But we talked about how 
are we going to catch Edmonton at the wrong time? And I think with that we did like with the coaching change and with them, you know, sending Campbell down um, and them trying to figure out their goalie situation. And the game was just ugly. You covered it because I was like, you know, I got invited to go to a show last minute and I was like, screw it. I'm going. And thank fucking God I did honestly, <laughs> because I, you know, I have to, it's, it's almost like even more brutal when I have to go back and watch like like the 30 minute recap of games and read about it. When I look at the score and it's four to one lost to fucking Edmonton, because it's like, I'm going back and torturing myself on something that I don't want to watch, which is this team getting absolutely smacked. I'm dedicated to the crack. I'm dedicated to the podcast. And I have to, I mean, the, the Seattle crack can give up a hat trick in the first fucking period of the game. I mean, Edmonton was on a four-game losing streak, and they gave up a hat trick to Zach Hyman, his first multi-goal game of the season, in the first period. I don't understand that. Hyman becomes the second Oiler ever to score a natural hat trick in the first period. The only other player to do that, Jeff. You want to guess who it is? Let me let me let me, let me guess. Don't take a look at the notes. Don't cheat. Um, I'm not going to guess then. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I looked at the notes. Um, a man by the name of Wayne Gretzky. So the Seattle Kraken are playing so fucking bad. The last person that did this for Edmonton was Wayne Gretzky. It was back in 1986 versus the Quebec Nordiques. And at that point in time, this is a fun fact because Quebecois. Yes, this just shows how amazing Wayne Gretzky uh, is and was. Um, That was his 41st career hat trick at the time. Anyways. Um, on a positive note, Jaden Schwartz power play goal. Uh, he gets a goal in the third period, the only goal for the Seattle crack. And that's a point in nine straight games as a new career high for him. He is still my MVP of the team at this point in the season. I looked this up because I was like, what is going on with Jaden Schwartz statistically across the NHL and his five power play goals on this season actually tie him for second in the entire league only behind Chris Kreider, the New York Rangers, who has six. That is the level that Jaden Schwartz is playing on. We can't get the rest of the team to play on his level. I really wish we could. I mean, that dude is on a fucking heater, and I'm really loving his play this season. I mean, he's one of the very few highlights of this season so far. And a thing that really bothered me about this game, and again, going back and and watching and reading about it because I miss it in real time, I will not apologize for that. But a thing that really bothered me about this game was the Seattle Kraken give up 17 shots on net in the first period. Four of those are goals. Grubauer gets chased. That's a 7.65 save percentage. Four goals on 17 shots on net in the first period. So Grubauer has to exit the game. And now here comes the Grubus, which I just made up and I'm going to roll with. And I'm looking at this and I'm just like, our goaltending for the most part has been solid, but the team hasn't been playing well. And now this is an example of the team not playing well and goaltending not being solid. And that really bothers me. And it doesn't bother me at all, to be completely honest with you, when people start coming out and criticizing Grubauer, because again, the reality is playing the most difficult position in the NHL and one of, if not the most difficult position in all of sports, period, like there's going to be a lot of weight on your shoulders. But here's the reality. He's making $5.9 million a year. Through 2026, he's making $35,400,000. I mean, like, he has to shoulder, I mean, some like he has to burden some, he has to take on some of this burden, right? I mean, like that kind of comes with the territory. And I also looked this up too because I was like, what is it like when it comes to salaries across the NHL? Where does Grubauer stand amongst goalies? He's number 10 across the entire league. Number nine is Jordan Biddington, by the way, piece of trash. Um, but I looked this up because I'm like, he gets a lot of criticism. People are like, you can't criticize Gru. Well, you know what? Like we, we criticize 
players across professional sports all the time. Just because somebody is a nice guy doesn't mean we can't criticize them. I'm sorry, but the team not playing well in the first period and him not playing well. I mean, dude, you're getting chased out there and you're playing against fucking Edmonton. Get up a hat trick to fucking Zach Hyman of all people. And then uh seven, six, five save percentage. I mean, the guy has a top 10 contract in the entire NHL. He's going to be deserving of that criticism because the reality is we need him to play better. And it's not just him. We need the team to play better too. And it's just completely inexcusable. And then Edmonton, throughout the rest of the game, the second – I'm going to get fired up now. Throughout the second and the third period, they had nine nine shots on net through those two periods combined. And the Seattle Kraken could not take advantage of that to uh, to narrow the you know to narrow the gap or tie the game or do anything. They end up losing four to one. Uh, Decord has to come in and he stops those nine shots. So he's you know great on the night. But it's just one of those games where I'm just like. How the hell are we letting this happen against freaking Edmonton of all teams? We caught them at the wrong time and we're playing like absolute trash. And it's my biggest thing. My, my biggest reason why I came up with the panic button date is because I've seen this team have moments like against Colorado last Thursday where they played such a complete game. We were like, oh, shit, this is the team from last year. Like this is who we're capable of being. And my challenge to the team has been ride that like take that momentum and ride it into your next game and for whatever reason the seattle kraken have been completely unable to do that they've only won two games in a row one time this season so far it's unacceptable so and i'm not really surprised that they lost to edmonton but doing it in that fashion is highly unacceptable and then it gets worse when they play against colorado again so i don't think we need to really necessarily break down colorado too much <laughs> but here's why is uh, so we lose, we lose five, one to the avalanche. Um, I, I saw the writing on the wall, to be honest, I, I had to go to bed. I, after the second, I couldn't stay awake. And, uh, I think what happened was first, we talked about it first period. There was fight. There was a dog in them. Like they had that energy second period halfway through, they kind of had that energy. And then the avalanche figured out their game plan. Oh, let's, let's stop the, the transition skill game and just go and crash the boards and, and dump and chase. And, and that worked. And then the third period, yes. they did the same thing. And the Kraken, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the, these, these guys, the Kraken, they're smart. They're smart guys. You know, uh, I, I think Haxtell is a smart dude. We know that Ron Francis is a smart dude. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We are not going to have the Golden Knights story. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that these minds are looking at this intensely, every single thing that's going on, understanding not only the on-ice play, but the energy, the personalities of the team. And they're constantly tweaking, 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 tweaking. And what happened last year is same exact thing. We had, you know, first couple of months of the season. All right. January, we hit that epic run. And I'm not saying that thing will happen again because that was historic, literally historic. We hit that epic road win run on a mm-hmm. huge road trip. Boston shut out. Martin Jones getting hot. Team going fucking ham. That turned the season around for us and got us in the playoffs. And that sort of thing can happen again. Not that historic run, but a shift in the energy and, and figuring things out. And I feel like last can night it with this roster, can it? Yeah, I absolutely. We lost. We lost key role players in the off season. We did not have a huge epic signing, which that's the one thing that I might put a pin in and say, Oof, maybe we need to. We need to make a splash for like a super big time 
top 20 goal, you know, 20 point score in the league type type player. Like we need a dynamic player that can kind of stretch the ice out for us a little bit. That's the only thing that I'll say about, about that. But I, th- I feel like as long as the Kraken can just hold on, right. And stay somewhat relevant as in like lurking in the back of the pack, but you know, not too far out of it. Right. And we'll be all right. We'll have a shot at making playoffs still. I think that the core of what this team was last year is still there. Um, We got to start thinking about health and we got to start thinking about, you know, possibly goaltending too. And what do we do with that? But things like turbo is just the best. I love turbo Uh, before the game. You know, he had the turbo hat trick already. It, which was the no bucket warmups. He had the turbo zoomies. He was skating like a maniac in warmups, like an absolute just savage. Then was watching the Root Sports broadcast, and they went to Piper Shaw standing outside the locker room, and he was leading the team. He was, you know, as the guys were coming out, he was screaming and shouting at the team, and he's slamming his stick on the wall, according to Piper Shaw. Whenever he does that, he, he always slams it. She, he knows she's live on TV. I'm pretty sure he's dropping bombs, like F-bombs. He's firing up the boys. He was fired up. He comes out like a maniac, and he gets the the first goal, which was awesome. But Turbo is injury prone. There's been long stretches where Turbo has been out because of injury, and it's because he plays chaotic, and we love that. But can we afford to have that? You know, like consistently taking up a roster spot. That's something I'm putting a pin in. Like I freaking love that dude. But when you play that way. You know, you're going to get hurt, that sort of thing. So long story short, what I'm saying here is this is I believe the core of the team. Now, role players are a big deal. But some of those young guys, some of those young guys last night, Ryan Winterton doing some dirty work, uh, getting the slew foot in on Nathan McKinnon last night in the first period, like just just fucking around, fucking with people. Shane Wright, you know, he's he's he knows what to do. He's got the skill brewing, right? You got Ty Cartier, physical big brew, dude. Because I'm not seeing it. But they're young. They're so young, dude. Like this is this takes it takes years sometimes for guys to just all of a sudden turn into elite players in, in the league. So, you know, like the key people are there. And I think what happened in the offseason of the Kraken said, you know what, we got these young guys coming in that can take the place of um, you know, like Ryan Donato. You know, some of these other guys that that really kind of had had the glue, right? I think the Kraken figure this out. Mark this date right now, Tuesday, November 14th, it's 9.35 Central, 9.36 Central. And I think the Kraken figure this out, and I think the Kraken will be all right. As long as they are going out there and making some statements in 2023, they have some statement games, they piece together a a couple of wins here or there. It'd be nice to have more than a two-game win streak go on. But I think they'll figure this out and they'll put the right pieces in place and this team will not completely fall apart. Could be totally wrong. It kind of feels that way right now, but I think they'll figure this out. I think they've got enough going on. They've had a lot of changes in the offseason, but the same game plan's there and they can still be that team. Because when they're playing five-on-five hockey, for the most part, like they're, they're pretty solid. So I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be all right. And I'm just... I think I've gone through like, what is it? The 12 phases of grief or whatever it is, like the 12 steps of grief or well, I don't mm-hmm. know, but like I was angry at first and now I've kind of accepted what we are. And I'm now starting to feel positive again. And, and I think last night after that, 
something that, that third period last night, I'm going to tell you, this is the last thing I'll say, Joey. I'm sorry. The third period last night was like, I think everybody came out of that game fucking angry at themselves, at the avalanche, at coaching, at the other, at other teammates. I think that third period may have been like, we got, we got absolutely manhandled by a really good hockey team that knew how to adjust and we couldn't fuck fuck. And then that's why Vince Dunn is getting kicked out the game, yelling at the ref. He's pissed. He had a game last night. I love this dude. He's he's playing like a great uh, high-priced defenseman. But I think that third period – keep uh, here's another pin. Put another pin in. Third period against the Avalanche on Monday, November 13th. That – I if I were Piper Shaw at some point, I would love to hear her ask about that. Uh, was that a defining moment? Like once they turn this around and say a month or two and start stringing together some more positivity here, hopefully over the next month, was that was that a low point that made you guys turn this around? Because everybody was angry last night. I love that you're Jeff, Jeff Lasso right now. I could not I could not disagree with you more. Um, I don't think this team is good. I just don't. And I'm not hitting the panic button yet. I'm still withholding. I'm I'm still holding on to some hope over here. Um, but I I am at the point with the Seattle Kraken where I'm like, prove me wrong, prove me wrong because. Every time you've had a chance to in this, you know, young 2023, 2024 season, you have completely shit to bed. One shot on net in the third period, when you're down like that, one shot on net. And it was a it was a dump in from the defensive zone that counted as the shot on net. It's completely inexcusable. Paxtel, the day prior to that game, and this is quoting him directly, quote. Talk about shooting identity, my ass. We have no fucking identity, no shooting identity. We don't shoot the fucking puck. So that makes me look at this team and go, not only do I have an issue with some of the roster because I'm like, I don't really see a lot of defense going on. I see moments where it's pretty decent, but overall it's pretty meh. I, I see a team where there's not a single man on this roster that any opponent is afraid of playing, period. No one's going against the crack and being like, oh, you got to watch out for these guys. They don't give a fuck. Like every team that hits the ice against the Seattle Kraken right now are expecting to win. Edmonton just came in and waxed the shit out of us at Climate Pledge Arena. And I don't know how this organization can justify charging fans ridiculous amounts of money to watch this team play mid-ass hockey on the ice. I just don't, I don't think that's fair whatsoever. And they get, and they have to figure something out. And my last thing I'm going to say is uh, the reason why I questioned last night, if whether or not Haxel has lost the locker room, because it's like, I see what he's trying to do and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because we saw what he was able to do with this team last year, but that was last year. And this year, you see the quotes about him coming out recently. Like you said, he's saying things in post-game pressers and he's saying things in practice that people can definitely hear where he's calling out this team. He's challenging them to form the identity, to start shooting, uh, to start shooting the puck and do all of these things. And for the first period, it looked like the Kraken were trending in that direction. It's like, oh shit. Like I even made a joke about it because the Wenberg goal that was overturned on goalie interference, which is total bullshit. Um, which I think kind of changed the entire momentum of the game. I mean, that's a whole different game. The Kraken up 2 nothing after, after one. But anyways, um, I made a joke that I was like, man, Haxtell yelled at the team so much that Wember got a goal. Like, this is where they're <laughs> at right now. But it's like, for some reason, like his message did not resonate 
whatsoever. And I, I don't have an answer for this team right now. I think it's a combination of, for whatever reason, they're not, they're not taking his message. And there's also issues with the roster. The Kraken lost you know, a good amount of talent in the offseason. And then we replaced them with guys that we thought would be doing pretty decent. And they honestly have not so far. And it's just one of those things where I'm just like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not hitting the panic button today. I have 10, it's the 14th today. There's 10 days until it's official panic button for me, but the, I'm in prove it mode with this team. Because again, every time they've had a chance to prove to the fan base that they are a team that's willing to compete. And that gives a shit. They have gone the opposite direction. It's like every time there's a fork in the road for the Kraken, they just choose the other path. I want them to prove everyone wrong, including me. And I appreciate your optimism. I am currently not seeing it with this team. I'm just not. I'm just, I'm not seeing a good team out on the ice. I'm seeing a team that doesn't care. I'm seeing a team that's frustrated. I'm not sure what it's going to take. Um, you know, we definitely need to get, you know, Everly back. That would, that would be helpful. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's, every team is going to deal with injuries and obstacles and variables throughout this season. But for whatever reason, like this year, like the Kraken have not looked like a cohesive unit. They just haven't. And I know it takes time and I'm sure there's plenty, you know, they they can go on a stretch, but I just, I don't have any faith in this team right now. And they haven't given me any reason to have it. Here's, here's what's going to happen. Joey is good. Cause I cannot just, I, I vehemently disagree with you. Well, I, that's fair. No, it's a fair. I I think what, here's what I'm seeing. And, you tell me you're a Washingtonian, which is that the proper term? Yes. Okay. You 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 said that without uh, confidence. Um, <laughs> so you're from Washington. You are a Seattle sports fan through and through. And you've told me time and time and time again how and look, we're all sports fans do this too. This is not just a Washington thing, but like how how quickly Washington fans of sports get into like the doldrums. And it's just, it's just, it's just pain and misery is what we deal with always. This is all we know. Thing. It's all we know because it's what our teams do to us. And I kind of feel like this is a little bit of like, look, um, I'm going to come back to this here. But what I think the one thing, the only enjoyment I have right now out of the Seattle Kraken is trolling Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche fans. Oh, great fun. On it's Twitter. So fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's specifically, I'm pretty sure it's like 20 something dudes that just can't handle (laughs) and don't know. They don't know how to troll back and they can't handle like us poking at them. Yeah. And like last night I took footage of uh, Ryan Winsorton's slew foot on K on not Kale McCarr, but uh, on Nathan McKinnon McKinnon. Mm -hmm. and Nathan McKinnon bitching to the ref, rightly so because he got his foot taken out uh, accidentally or not. I'm not sure, but I took video footage of it and I said, I love, this is great. And I described, and like avalanche fans are just so angry and they're it's all 20 something dudes accusing it. Like, you don't know hockey. What do you like? That's terrible. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, if it was reversed, everybody on that, you know, fan base would love it. But I, I say this because like, all right, that's, that's one of the only joys I have right now. Um, I, I think that there there is enough here, right? There is enough here for things to be okay. We're looking at the literal like game by game, minute by minute. Oh my God. And that's fair. That's fair to be like, damn, this team really sucks right now. They're, they really suck right now. But zoom out and just look at hockey teams in the NHL in general 
and it's seasonal. And I say seasonal in terms of like, yes, a whole season, but also too month to month, week to week, energy changes, players, you know, change a little bit. Skills don't necessarily change, but play, players can get better. Young guys get better. Things kind of shift. The Kraken have made a bet that these young players will mesh and meld with what brought them to the table last year and they'll do the job. Will it pay off? I don't know. I think it's definitely possible. So if you look back to how the Kraken performed last year and you just, again, beginning of the podcast, I said uh, in October, we were like four, four and two or something like that. Fairly similar result in October for the Kraken. They're figuring themselves out. They have to do that soon. I'm thinking my panic is like January, maybe mid-January after the holidays are over. In my many, 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 many years of watching NHL hockey, the vibes completely change after the new year, right? Players start to think playoffs. They start to think a little more seriously about things. And I think that's the humanity of this this league and, and professional sports, especially with hockey. It's a grind. So I think that this team is going to be okay. I, we need to see some light. We need to see them hanging around. I'll say this is if somehow we lose, if we lose all four of these games over the next week ish, Wednesday at Edmonton, Thursday at the Islanders, Saturday at Vancouver, that's your panic button date Monday versus Calgary. If we lose all four of those games, there you go. You're right. This is this that's is, it. We have to lose four games in a row. That would be six losses in a row. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I, that, I'm saying like that Being is so optimistic. I'm sorry. Like this team is the team from last year. They're just not like we, they're just not. I disagree. Prove me I wrong, Kraken. Prove I, I, me wrong. Exactly. That's what we want. We want the Kraken to be. Everybody's yeah. waking up this morning really mad about this team. Rightly so. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not even honestly. I'm not even upset. I'm just a realist. Prove me wrong. I would love to be wrong about this situation right now. I don't think I am, because my my my. If I if someone's like, give me your honest opinion on the crack. I'm like, this is not a good team, and and Haxtell's on a short leash. To be honest, think, I don't think he's going to get fired anytime soon because I think I think no. Ron Francis trusts his guys. But I mean, you know, it's not like Haxtell has the most outstanding, you know. NHL head coaching record. And I think, you know, if the Kraken keep going down this path, everyone's going to look at last year like it was an anomaly. And I, and I don't blame them. I think we'll be all right. Here's what I really, out of these next four games, I think they need to beat Edmonton. I would fucking hope so. They have, well, the Edmonton's, Edmonton's, look, Edmonton's a good team. They, like they just, they were fucked. Again, they were just completely messed up in need of a change. Um, and, they they've got tons of issues, but you know, you know the difference is they have the best player on the planet, and they have a, a solid number two, two right behind that. I mean they they have a ton of talent. When I look at this Seattle Kraken, well, like we have some talent. Well, not, we have on we, that level. I think overall we have more talent than the Oilers because like you've got you have got two of the greatest the greatest hockey player on the planet, like you said, followed by like one of the greatest hockey players on the planet. Mm-hmm. That skews their skill level, their talent level way high, right? Yeah, a million percent. The you can rest ride of those guys teams, all freaking day. The rest of the teams, eh, mid. All of our players are like mid, right? Yeah, they're playing like it so far. Yeah, minus Jane Schwartz. So, look, I think that I, I get it. I get where you're at. I know you've been knowing you now for a couple of years with this stuff. I get your, your pessimism, but 
Realist, Jeff. I'm a realist. We'll be all right. I think this team's got enough to be all right. They showed enough last year. The grit, it wasn't built around some one player getting really hot and just like, you know, going off and scoring tons and da 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 And like, wow, this guy, like this goalie is just on fire and this carrying the team or this player is carrying the team. It was it, it was one of the best team performances that I've ever seen in my hockey life as uh, overall. And they got that in them and they can do this. One the most great I've seen from this team is Big Rig hugging a guy while he punches him in the face and Vince Dunn yelling at the refs. That's that's the grit that I've seen from this Kraken team. There's been there's been there's been grit. There's been grit. Here's here here's the deal. Here's the deal. Is this was a really this really really good tweet. I like this. This is the one thing I think should happen. Something that can really uh, freak people out in a good way. M's uh, just 16 minutes ago tweeted to us in re- in reply to all this shit. I seriously think they need to consider naming a captain. I think it's time, and that would bring it. Not, not a good idea. A new no, they need they do. I think they I love to- how we are we are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum with this. That would be the dumbest fucking idea of all time. Are you kidding me? We're gonna be this far into the season and be like, eh, here's a captain. That would look like the most desperate. We have we have no identity. We're we're grasping at straws here. Let's just name a captain uh, and try to get this thing rolling. That would be uh, the dumbest thing I've ever. I would could I would be so I would be more upset than I am now with this team if they were to do that all. Of a well, why? Well, no, 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 no. What? Why? It's because it's fucking desperate. It's so desperate. Like that's that's not what the team needs. Like ah, uh, Jane Schwartz, captain. Like wait, wait, what? <laughs> like that's they, not going to solve anything. There already is. Let me let me tell you this. There already is a captain in that locker room. There already is a captain. You could go. You could pull those players, and they would give you a. Oh yeah, Yanni's the captain. Turbo's the captain for sure. Name that person. Give that person the leadership role. Changes the, nothing. Desperate move. Nope. Dislike. Uh uh-uh. uh. They got to change. They got to change the 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 chemistry, the mood in the locker room. They need and they have. You know, like they they we they give out the Davy Jones hat. They have all these leaders in there. This sort of. They need a player somebody to feel like they are the locker room leader. And I think they should name a captain that changes things up. That makes things like shift. And I think that's an awesome idea. And I don't think it, dude, if you, you should do it for your actions. You want to save face right now, sweater, but you want to save face right now. It's a Jersey. You want to save face. Like what, what are you saving? (laughs) We have, we have a shitty looking team. You got to do something to mix it up and change it up. You're yeah, not, so why not fucking, you know, sprinkle some gold on a giant turd and be like, hey, here's a captain of a shitty team. Like, because that's going to make it, nothing would change. Well, I'm, I'm horrible a, idea. I think it's I'm be, a with, captain through, be a captain through your actions. That's what I say. Why don't you go out there and actually play like you give a shit? How about when you're down to Colorado at home, you have a full freaking building of fans that, quite honestly, the team is undeserving to have watch play at the moment. And you get one shot on net in the entire third period. And the, the biggest highlight of that game was Vince Dunn telling the refs to go fuck themselves. I mean, seriously. I just could not disagree with it more. If, if they were to pull that move right now, I'd be like, this team is so desperate for anything right now. We're really, really good. And honestly, if they were to pull that move, I'd be like, man, Hassel's really about to get fired. <laughs> like, that's, that's how I would take it. No, I think, it, I, honestly, it's going to hurt, Joey. I, I think this is this is – you're newer to hockey. I'm telling you, that's a vibe. That's a thing. They, I think they need it. 
All right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a vibes guy and my vibes on naming a captain to, to try to write this situation right now would be a horrible decision. Well, and also who would that person, you know, I'm not even having that conversation. I can't, <laughs> he got, I, to be honest, after I, like, as long if he can look, we, we need him to stay healthy, but I, I'm going with turbo. Yeah. Well, I'm going with Tur- y- Yanni. We always said Yanni. He leads by example. Um, you know, when Turbo was out there doing Turbo things, I saw Yanni doing Yanni things. And I think Turbo is better at Yanni things than Yanni is. But they're really Turbo things. Does that make sense? Uh, I think so. I'm just trying <laughs> to keep track of all of the things that you just dropped. Chaos on. energy. Literal dude. things. And just um, I did, you know, speaking of Turbo, fun. though, I do, I do like how he took accountability for it afterwards and and said that they hung they hung their goalie Joey Decord out to dry. That's a captain. That's a captain saying captain. I mean, that's also somebody just being real because that's the reality. I mean, Decord did not look particularly good. I think he does a better job at controlling rebounds, um, whatever. But yeah, the defense was non-existent last night. The first period, solid. Um, other two, just they weren't there. So. You want to move on and talk about these upcoming matchups? Because I can't predict what the hell is going to no, happen. No, we just did. The, no, it's we just crazy did. week. Okay, I mean, because you already talked about Edmonton. That's Wednesday. But this week is crazy. They have back-to-back games. Thursday, Islanders at home. Saturday at Vancouver. And that game, I'm I'm scared of that game. Um, because between Quinn freaking Hughes and Pedersen, I mean, they are, they are a surprisingly very, very, very good team. Um, and they would love nothing more than to come into our barn and bend us over like the baby back bitches we've been and spank us at home. And then we have Monday uh, against Calgary at home. So I don't know, man. Um, There's a story to be written over the next week going into, you know, and, and going through Thanksgiving. There's, yeah. there, is a, there is a story to be written here. Um, I think it's already starting to be written, Jeff. The crack, the crack can be all right. Everybody – <laughs> everybody needs to chill the fuck out that's what i'm gonna say i'm chill i'm just a realist and i think i i should be allowed to be a realist this team has not showed me otherwise i want to be proven wrong but i do disagree on the captain move that would be such a desperate attempt i mean i i i see i see i'm gonna respond to this in a video but I, and that's fine that's yeah. that's fine hashtag content no, people can, people can be mad and be like well I don't, like some some dude here is like and i get it and i get everybody's mad i get everybody's mad um, Nolan Rose just tweeted because I did tweet this from our account. And I said, This is Joey saying this um, about having a captain. Um, Son of a bitch. Yeah, I got you. I'm just trolling every motherfucker right now. I'm just saying, <laughs> I've got Bowie's back, right? I'm just trolling everybody right now. And like everybody's pissed. Everybody's yeah. so mad. But Nolan says, I might be naive and I guess it's cool to have a team captain and all, but what the heck is that actually going to do for on ice performance? You don't. Yeah, thank you. No, that's a fucking terrible take. No, it's not. Have you paid attention to this sport, Joey? Hockey is tradition. Hockey yeah. is culture. I'm a lifelong hockey fan. Hockey is born and raised Detroit. <laughs> not, like, I'm starting to get mad. I'm being serious. I'm starting to get mad. Is hockey is built around energy, tradition, guys sticking up for each other. It's a team sport. It is the most team involved sport. Uh, uh, the the I'm telling you, football is not like this. NBA basketball is not like this. No other sport, baseball might be close, but it's not like hockey where it's all built around relationships in the locker room. It's built on trust. It's built on friendships. It's built on team chemistry. And when guys don't fit in, they get fucking trucked out. What do we have? What do we have going on 
in all these, in a lot of other sports, right, where you've got players, look at the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, a fucking mess right now because you got head cases in the locker room like Michael Thomas, who could be the best NFL receiver on the planet, but he's a fucking maniac, and he's an he is a egotistical bastard, right? Yeah, like and most he, receivers are in the NFL. Right, I actually disagree and, with your football take. I think football is very similar to hockey in that regard. You know, it's also the an good, issue. The good teams. Yes, yeah. Allen's a trash head coach. The good no team. No one wants but, to talk about that. Oh, no, everybody's talking about that in New Orleans. All right, good. Well, I mean, it's about time because when yeah. he got hired, I was like, that's trash. And everyone here is like, you don't know. I'm like, all right, cool. Watch him be shit. But I'm telling you, a cap, the a captain on an NHL hockey team means a lot. It does. I'm telling you. The captain. Who's the captain in my history, right? That's his nickname in the NHL. The captain. When you say that to people who actually, you know, have been watching hockey for a long time, Steve Eisman, the captain, because he led the team, right? He led the team through actions. He led the team through uh, getting out there, you know, doing the thing, but also to telling the team how to do it. And now he's, he's leading the Detroit Red Wings. Ron Francis. Ron Francis, same thing. The so Ron I'm Father. I'm, I'm, not saying that, I'm not saying that being a captain is not important to an NHL team. I think it's highly important. I don't think it fixes the issues of the Kraken. And I no, think no, no. It's not going to fix things, but it's going to help. We need a chemistry change, that's for sure. I, anything at this point would help. Shooting a puck on net would fucking help. And there's a lot. But there's a lot of stuff going on. But just wait. Just wait. We'll see. Look, proof's in the pudding. And I could be absolutely 1,000% wrong. And I'll own it. I could be wrong too. And here's the thing I want to be wrong. You will be wrong. Good. I hope so. You will be wrong. You're going to bookmark this episode. One of us is going to be extremely wrong. We're all, we're hurt, Joey. We're hurt. We're trying to heal (laughs) our podcast relationship, our our hockey team relationship. (laughs) We're making sure that these things happen. Okay. So. Um, this is so us. This is so us. NHL news. It is so us. I I love it. We're the like, look, we're just, we're not like any other. Seattle Kraken podcast out there, or maybe any other podcast. I'm saying we are two white dudes with facial hair, though. So, um, excuse me, I'm a brown guy, but thank you. Okay, all right, okay. I'm sorry, I I apologize. I I fill out when I fill out a resume, I just mark other. Nice, okay, cool. I'm I apologize for not, um, understanding what you identify as, and uh, I will not do that again. Thank you. So, uh, but half of this podcast is a white Polish dude with facial hair. Um, it's looking good, by the way. The beard is looking good. It's thick. It needs to be shaved a little bit. The gray. Oh, I like good. it. It looks no, good. Thanks. Well, it's never going to go anywhere because if I shave it, I just have a big fat neck. So, and I can't, I cannot let the troll, the troll people, the 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 Avs fans and the uh, 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 Vegas Golden Knights fans to see that. So anyway, oh, all right, dude, so, we're we're like one tweet away from them starting to pull videos of us. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're 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 angry. They're stirred up. But like, what's funny is some guy. Some guys, uh, what did I say? And and it worked out perfectly. Like this is just so great. And I'm gonna stop because you're right. And then once they start pulling out the the like just going straight at our faces, like that's gonna suck. Um, but what happened? I said, uh, uh, wait, I gotta pull this up real quick. Um, <laughs> I got this motherfucker. Um, he he wrote that's a slew foot uh, to the video of uh, yes. Ryan Winterton, right? Yeah, you guys course. really don't know anything about hockey. It's crazy. And then I wrote two things. One. Knew it was a slew foot. B still enjoyed it, and then I went one, and then B. And he wrote, <laughs> he wrote back. 
I fucking conned this guy so bad. He wrote back. He goes, you can't even count right. It's like, that's exactly why I did it, you fucking moron, because uh, I have you in the palm I love of my it. It's great, in. man. Yeah, we're, we're going to troll all freaking day. I just love the chatter. That's what the internet's for, man. It's all it's all, it's all, all a good time. But I'm telling you, Vegas Golden Knights in Colorado Avenue, and we're being accused. Seattle Those motherfuckers get triggered, dude. It's oh, like, dude, they Jesus are triggered. They are, and we are being accused of the wor- being the worst sports fans. But, like, they are literally sitting. You got the Avs, who are a great hockey team, and you got the Stanley Cup winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they are just so mad when people don't admit that they're the greatest team on the planet. Either I one, they get so angry, and I love I'm it. I'm gonna like, keep it. I'm gonna keep it rolling. I'm gonna do a video. I'm like yeah. most overrated franchise in NHL history. Yes, I guess Golden Knights are called an Avalanche. Let's discuss. If we choose to take that path, you you brought up a good point. Is like they, you know, look, you probably can find my address if you want to. I don't want to get doxxed. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying. So anyway, around the NHL, a couple of quick notes uh, involving a Seattle Kraken. I thought this was was kind of funny. Is uh, Shane Wright basically said, screw you, Canada. I'm not, I'm not feeling this whatsoever. Uh, basically, what he said was he's not going to play for Team Canada in the IIHF, whatever. I did a rod. Yeah, I did a rod. Right, exactly. So he's, he basically said, like, no, I'm playing with it, like, coming up in 2024 when that comes up again because he was part of the gold medal winning, you know, team for Team Canada last season, last year. Um, he said, no, I'm not. I'm with the Kraken now. Um, you know, I'm concentrating on my, my pro career and, and while I'm still eligible, I'm not going to play. Uh, you know, so I don't know what Canada's going to do. It's not like they have good hockey players at all. So I don't know how they're going to, you know, deal with Shane Wright not being there. So there you go. Yeah. I know people barely even play hockey in Canada. So I don't know who they're going to do. Yeah. Canadians hockey. What? I don't think so. Again, we're just so good at trolling. Um, the other thing that's kind of neat, which is, is always confusing. and, And this is happening more and more in pro sports. Um, it's an international game. Hockey is definitely an international game. And there are three, four games happening in Stockholm, Sweden, um, over the next couple of days. Um, basically Thursday, the 16th through Sunday, the 19th, it's called the NHL global series in Sweden. And it's going to feature on Thursday, which is nice. It's going to be in the middle of the day so I can watch it. Um, it's the Red Wings versus the Ottawa senators. Uh, then the next day, Friday, I'm sorry, actually that was that night. I think, uh, then Friday, like two in the afternoon, our time it's the Leafs and the Red Wings. And then on Saturday it's the wild senators. And then on the uh, Sunday, the 19th, it's the Maple Leafs and Minnesota wild. So that's kind of cool. Sweden is, is a hockey, you know, nation. Yeah. You know, there's so many great players that come from Sweden, um, that play in the NHL. So it's going to be cool to kind of watch that. So I'm excited. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's some other things that are going on there, and you know, hey, if the if the Kraken can start to turn it around, maybe the and get a, a, a international fan base, maybe they can get invited to these sorts of things at some point. Yeah, I'm with you, 100. percent That's awesome, man. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of cool. Um, all right. So real quick, DraftKings. I went out on a limb, and maybe that destroyed us last night. DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, I made a crazy, you know, good vibes only parlay that just blew up in my face. I picked like I tried to pick like you know three goal scores and like Dumoulin hat trick first period. Yeah. It was, it was like, I would have won 10, you know, I would have won on $10. I would have won like uh 500 bucks, something like that. Totally submarine us. So I think the win or the loss last night was totally my fault. I apologize for that. Um, but the point of it is, is I, uh, used a promotion and I got five bucks back, which is pretty cool. There you go. So here's here's the deal is um, there's tons and tons of incentives for you to join up and make bets with any sport whatsoever. DraftKings Sportsbook on the Sportsbook app. Um, make sure you you sign up now because like right now with the NFL, new uh, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook 
the app users will get, if you make a $5 bet, you get basically $200 in free bets. All you have to do is use the code THPN when you sign up, uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN. So make sure you do that. I love DraftKings Sportsbook. It's fun to do. You can bet as much as you want, as little as you want. It's safe. It's secure. It's just the best. So DraftKings Sportsbook, check them out. And then Raycon. Raycon 2 is uh, something you definitely need to check out because Raycon is all audio. Talking about like earbuds, talking about Bluetooth speakers. They've got so many cool things. And the great thing about Raycon is that they have great tech without like the inflated prices that you get with like the fruit brand, right? So what you want to do is go check out what they have. I also too, I'm just looking at myself in this feed and I'm like, staring into the camera right now uh like just my forehead which is not a good look. yeah it's been like your forehead and your eyes most of the time i just haven't said anything yeah thank you for that i'm like first of all i'm struggling just physically i'm like just i'm literally turning into a troll which is not good um so uh anyway raycon check them out they have free domestic shipping two years of product protection insurance they've got so many awesome reviews their tech is fantastic it's crystal clear audio long ass battery life Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. So thanks to Raycon and DraftKings Sportsbook for being sponsors of the Kraken Pod. And no dumb questions. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. We're getting a lot of questions right now about the Seattle Kraken. None of them are dumb. And we don't consider any question dumb. And what does that mean? Other podcasts might shame you for not knowing everything about hockey. We invite you to be a moron with us because we're not going to question it. We're just going to figure things out for you. If you're new to hockey or if you're old to hockey, ask us a question and we'll figure it out. And um, what's really cool is we've had some really awesome questions as of late, uh, specifically from one person, um, which is Carly from Idaho. She was featured last week. She asked like three or four questions and we picked another one this week. Um, from her, and she basically asks, why are some penalties delayed? And that's a good question. It's something that you kind of take for granted. Here's the official kind of like explanation. Delayed penalties allow the non-offending team to maintain an advantage by keeping possession of the puck. So if a team has the puck in their possession and the other team gets a penalty, they are allowed to hang on to the puck right? Until the other team can touch it, which whistles down the play. And then the person goes to the box. It's basically an extra incentive uh, to give that extra advantage to that team, as long as they can maintain it on the ice in that moment. And it allows them the opportunity to score a goal with, you know, out interference from the other team without the offending team. So that's why like they uh, are not allowed to touch the puck until the penalty is called. So long story short is um, it gives you, extra incentive to not commit a penalty, which the Kraken should totally do. And uh, Mm -hmm. it gives extra advantage to the other team. So it's pretty, pretty simple explanation, something that you take for granted. And some teams are really good at, um, you know, taking advantage of that, which is uh, something the Kraken are not doing amongst many things. So there you go. Anyway, thank you. I love it. Appreciate it. While you were uh, doing that, I was just looking at all the trolling happening. This is great. I'm fucking loving this. I know. I got to take a break. I'm going to like. Yeah, you you really need to. You really got to take a break because they're pissed. They're so mad. (laughs) All right. Three stars of the week. We have to go through this quick because I have to get rolling here soon. Me too. Yeah, let's go. All right. uh, Want me to just start? 
Um, I'm th- no, I'll, I'll do it. I'll go first. Uh, right, go. My, my third star of the week is I'm uh, I am literally before the podcast started. I brought out a soft sided cooler, and I'm bringing your shit to. We have to we have to do something, Joey, to make this team better. And I think that means me getting my mug and you getting your fish and your wine. And what was the other thing? I'm bro- candy. Yeah, you sure you don't want to just name me captain, and then that will change everything around. I'll name you captain of the podcast. <laughs> You organize shit. You do like you do a lot for this podcast. I don't want that. It would change nothing. All right. You could be captain. (laughs) I'm good, man. Okay. Uh, My third star of the week is uh, mushroom chocolates. I know it's not the maison du chocolat that we've talked about uh, two weeks ago or whatever the hell that was, but uh, I got a hold of some fun stuff and I went to a show on Saturday and I had a really good time. And then I also should not be probably sharing that stuff on the internet, but I did, and it's out there, and I had a lot of fun. So. Danced yeah. all night with friends, had some drinks, had some mushroom chocolates, and had a good time. Uh, you know what, dude? Go, um, was just uh, maybe that's how. Up. Maybe that's how we watch the rest of the season. It might be what I need, but also I don't know. I, I pick up on I pick up on like energy, and I get real uh, in my head on that stuff. I don't know if the Kraken's energy is bad; it's just going to spiral me. <laughs> Leave it be, man. It doesn't remember sports. <laughs> Sports does not affect anything in your real life. It's just your head. That's it. Okay. So, okay. Well, now you're being a little too rational. Hey, look, I'm a realist, Joey. I'm a realist. Quote, Joey Cirillo. I'm a realist. What's up? Yeah. Which would make a great t-shirt, by the way. Um, My second star of the week is going to be third grade plays. Uh, Tonight, my son is is one of the stars of his third grade production of 101 Dalmatians. He's playing Roger which is like a key role. Uh, he's been tr- he's been working hard for the last month, to, uh, practicing at home, getting his shit down. Uh, we got some family coming in to see him tonight. We're, like they open the doors to the to the arena. I'm sorry, the gym at uh, uh, five o'clock today. We're getting there at four forty five, so we can get a front row seat. I'm pumped. I'm like I couldn't. I have not been more. My daughters are like singing in the chorus. It's like family acting night we are going we're going ham now and i'm also just gonna be a hardcore hard-ass reviewer too as well so like if my son doesn't you know cut the mustard he's gonna hear about it so i'm just gonna say you know so anyway i'm excited about third grade uh uh plays which is good so i love it man that'll be a good time my uh second star of the week is shrimp and merloton dressing is my favorite uh my favorite dish for thanksgiving i'm actually being put in charge of making it this year so i really need to get together don't fuck it up i have an epic recipe 93 year old mama and uh i am ready to uh bang this shit out and come in come into thanksgiving hot with it so strip and merle tom dressing wait if you don't know now you know did i kind of gapped out for a little bit did i hear you say you're gonna bang hot shrimp merle tom dressing i mean i do like it a lot okay probably wouldn't feel that bad okay Just gotta wait till it cools off a little bit yeah 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 you get like the apple pie i've heard heard yeah. like apple pie yeah just you know i'll be like the yeah you, you get the reference um Number one star, I'm a runner now. I don't know if you knew that. I knew that. I'm not. Not really. I run like <laughs> once a week on a treadmill. Uh, but Megan and I, we're going to go to uh, with the family to go to Florida next week for Thanksgiving. We're going to spend uh, Florida there. We're actually going to do Thanksgiving at a restaurant, which is like a first for us, which I'm excited about, actually. Um, but on Thanksgiving morning, we're going to run in a, a, a 5K. Uh, oh, no. You're turning into that family? Come on. Just Megan and I, though. <laughs> so um, I'm excited about it. I've been uh, running now twice a week on the treadmill to try and do that. And uh, 5K, man, it's going to be intense. And I'm going to put a sticker on the back of my car like all runners do. 
um, just to show people that I like, you know, ran in a 5K, which other wow. runners will laugh at me. Um, <sighs> losing so much respect for you. Yeah. But I'm happy for your health. I'm happy for your health. Dude, I'm, I'm we'll never turn into the it's a holiday. Let me go run a 5K guy. I am him. I am he. I am turning. I'm a 44 year old dad. It's happening and I fully fucking accept it. Uh, I know it's happening. That's okay. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. your honesty. I appreciate What's your first your star? Candidness. My first star of the week is trolling. It has been so much fun to just constantly poke fun. I just use fun twice at the Avalanche and Vegas Golden Knights fan base just by being fucking idiots and making dumb jokes online because what's the point in being on social media if you can't have fun with it and talk shit, share stupid stupid stuff to get other people riled up. And I love people taking us so seriously uh, that they feel the need to just bombard us daily with things. It only... Not only do Wait. I not care, like as it rolls you in. You trolled me. You even trolled our own account. Horrible I did. I, yeah, I'm trolling. I, my You're first star is trolling so hard that I'm literally trolling us now. Yeah. <laughs> so. If I could just get paid to produce <laughs> crack and takes all day long, we would have at least a thousand views. At oh, least. dude. I at least a thousand. That would be the that would be the dream slash the goal. Yeah, because I got so much shit to say and so much trolling to troll and like. He's it, it's funny. It's just, uh, yes. Tro- I love it. I get excited about it. Now you have me worried though, that I'm going to get like, like shanked in the streets by an avalanche fan. No dude, it's online. It's, it's not real life. It doesn't count. Um, but yeah, man, no, it's just been a lot of fun. I'm having fun with it. No, I don't take any of it seriously. And you know, you, when you've been online long enough, like we have, because we're internet dinosaurs. I mean, I was downloading fucking songs on LimeWire when you motherfuckers were babies. So I don't even want to hear it. So all I'm saying is like, it, it doesn't impact me at all. I love seeing it come in and I pick and choose my spots where I want to respond to. And then I completely forget that it's there. So I love seeing people getting all riled up. So my first star of the week is trolling. It has Dude, been a fucking blast. I know you got to go and we'll end, end this year, but. Something yes. something great has happened in the trolling right now, which I'm going to screenshot it and probably tweet it out. Yeah, please. Is please. we have now somehow started a fight between Golden Knights and Avalanche fans. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> this this guy in the slew foot, basically a, a Golden Knights fan, says, uh, "I I hate to see that play, but I don't mind seeing it on Nathan McKinnon." Avalanche fans come in. Oh, here him. we go. <laughs> This is so great. McKinnon's been doing it for a decade. It's going to be no remorse for that play outside of Colorado. And then, mm-hmm. and then the Avalanche fan comes in and said, you've been watching hockey for seven years, Mark. Pump your brakes. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. It all comes We've forward. done it, Joey. We've turned them against each other. I love it. I oh. fucking love it. I can't, I really can't get enough of this. And honestly, with the way that Seattle Kraken have been playing this season, I will take any kind of – uh, entertainment I can get. So this only further incentivizes me yeah. to uh, to keep on poking that bear. I love that they've now turned on each other. <laughs> like, this is amazing. This is, this is it. Our trolling is done for the day. We have gotten Avalanche fans and Golden Knights fans to, to do this. But anyway, all right, Joey, you got to go. I got to go. Yes. It's raining and slick outside, and you know how it works. Is as soon as it fucking rains in Louisiana, where it rains usually all the time, but it hasn't rained in like a month or two, so everybody fucking freaks out. They can't drive for shit in light fucking drizzle yes so be careful By the way, washington's the same way and washington's so used to rain but for some reason anytime it's like on the roads uh, it's just horrendous you're like it, I, you people i don't understand how you can't handle this how does it how do people 
exist in this life. I don't know how they keep I going. Dude, I don't. I'll never understand it. I don't understand. Anyway, I'm with you. All right, be careful, man. Get to your appointment. Have an awesome week. Uh, look, just hang on. I think you should just hang on. Just hang on with this team. Let's make fun of them. I'm not going to apologize for being a realist. Sorry, just, I'm not sorry. Joey the realist, Jeff the optimist. Who are you going to go with? You want to live in misery? You want to live in positivity? You just, you pick. I think I like positivity more. I mean, my me living in misery has been pretty fun so far. Also, honest. dude, your hair looks insane right now. It's oh, like yeah, yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> Wait, I know. I just took my hat off. I'm getting hot. Uh, <laughs> fuck, don't. Yeah. Like See, side alfalfa. Like, how dude, is that even possible? No, it's brutal. It's so brutal in the morning. Like, I'm channeling my dad. My dad had the worst, craziest hair, morning hair. And, like, it's anyway. I'm going to put some of my meds in in with the fish and the wine and the candy for you. Maybe you could get through the season. Maybe that's why. Meds, medication. Maybe that's why I'm positive. I don't know. So there you go. Okay. All right. All right. I love I'll let it. you go. All right. Let's leave you with the chirp of the week. Chirp of the week. Have a great week. Let's go Seattle Crack. Crack into a desperate bunch as well. York straight. Wants to reverse direction. Gave it up. Shot. Shane pulls the touch. Score. I can't believe it. Oliver Bjorkstrand, far shot of the crease. The puck goes right to him for his second of the game. And with 31.6 left, the Kraken have gone on top 4-3. Oh, I did not see that coming at all.